Med schools are getting more funding for an extra 50 student enrolments. It'll be split across the schools in Dunedin and Auckland from next year. It's set to cost around $23 million over 10 years. Well, with me now is the Resident Doctors Association's National Secretary, Deborah Powell. Morning, Deborah. Good morning, Kate. Is that enough? No, it's not. Uh, we need at least 200. Some people say 300. If you compare us to Australia... We need 400. But look, we'll take the 50. We're so desperately short and, um, you know, we'll take the 50 and run with it. Can we guarantee, though, that these students will plug the GP hole that we need? Because in my experience with um, one of our kids at med school, uh, nobody wants to be a GP. No. Look, look, you can't guarantee this. Uh, you can't take 18-year-olds into medical school and say that by the time they've done six years of medical school in at least two years, um, postgraduates that they'll become GPs. That's just unreasonable. Uh, the, the, the primary care sector is failing us. It is underfunded. And the reason resident doctors don't find it attractive, don't want to work in it, is exactly that. It, it's just not a nice space to work in. We need to fix primary care. If we do that, then the doctors will go and work there. Is there a fear that initial grade standards will have to be lowered in order to pass more students? No, no. Um, look, the number of applicants we get for medical school who could attend medical school is really, really high. Um, right. And we, you Do know, we, we need another so med school then? To. I mean, you know, that idea of putting another med school in that Labour poo-pooed and didn't go ahead with. I mean, should we do that? Look, I think that's a, a question that we need to investigate further. Our current medical schools are telling us that they simply can't get enough supervisors to have more students, because obviously when you get into the clinical years, you have to have doctors to supervise medical students. You can't just let them loose. Mm. Um, I'm not so sure about that. I think we just need to have another look at uh, how the med schools are doing this. Um, and certainly from our perspective, you know, a lot of medical, medical students are uh, supervised by resident doctors. Look, we're going to pull out all the stops to get these, these guys through. They're our colleagues. They're our future. We're so desperately short. We will do what it takes to get them through. Um, and, I, yeah, I think we just need to have a little bit of a closer look at what the universities are saying there and how they're actually providing that supervision. So do we have the capacity to supervise these extra 50 med students? Yeah, we will yep. do. No, we've got a couple of years ahead of us, um, and we've, you know, before they'll pop out into the clinical spaces, yep. and uh, we will make sure we do. That, that's um, a promise from us. How important is it to have locally trained doctors? Oh, incredibly important. Uh, not only, you know, for the, the the attempt to have a proportionate representation of um, people within our workforces and and so forth and so on, uh, but we stay. Um, our overseas trained doctors, we're so reliant on them. Over 45% of doctors in New Zealand now are overseas trained and we value them, um, don't get me wrong. But um, there's over 50% of them leave within two, year of re two years of registering in New Zealand. With uh, New Zealanders, 90% stay. So it's, um, you know, if you want a sustainable medical workforce, you have to rely predominantly on a New Zealand trained workforce. And, you know, the problems we're in at the moment is because we failed to do that for the last 20 years. Yeah. So they're more likely to stay in New Zealand if they're trained here. Absolutely. They're more likely to work in rural New Zealand. Uh, they're more likely to work in primary care. Um, so, you know, all of the indicators, all of the things we need, we are more likely to succeed if we are relying on a predominantly New Zealand-trained workforce than one that we bring in from overseas. Right, gotcha. Well, let's hope we can make the primary, you know, let's hope we can make the sector more attractive in the first place, right? I mean, that seems to Absolutely. be the Absolutely. Primary yeah. care, you know, they really need the funding and, um, you know, for so many reasons. 
Yeah. And our, our hospitals are under so much pressure because, of course, our GPs can't cope. It's a knock-on effect. And, um, yeah, we need to really turn our attention to primary care and get that sorted, uh, make it more attractive, and doctors will flood to work there. Yeah, 100%. For more from Early Edition with Kate Hawksby, listen live to News Talk ZB from 5 a.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.